abrupt intro ending. Hey, what's up? It's the John Cass Podcast. John Adias here, and I'm here to tell you about my friends at Ian's Pizza in Madison, three locations, three locations in Milwaukee as well, and they're hiring delivery drivers that are guaranteed $20 per hour. Go check out details at the website. Ian's Pizza, check them out. They've always got you very unique slices of mac and cheese pizza, my daughter's favorite by far. Uh, I always go in and just try something new. I'm always just trying something different at Ian's Pizza with those three locations in Madison. Check out Ian's Pizza. Also brought to you by me and Julio, and they've got game day football specials for the Badgers and the Packers, including $3 Coors Light Pints, $5 Classic Margaritas, plus great food specials. And don't forget, they've got a Sunday breakfast. So yeah, maybe you're doing something on a Sunday. Go there for breakfast from 9 a.m. till 1 p.m. Me and Julio, that's in Fitchburg, just off of fish hatchery road johncastpodcast.com go sign up for the newsletter go rate and review the podcast totally helps out a lot so today's podcast is a little bit different because i had the pleasure a few weeks ago of being the moderator for a discussion for the capital times idea fest now you can go check out the cap times idea fest and they've got a a ton of both virtual uh, taped recordings that you can go watch um, a variety of different presentations from from different speakers. It's it's really a cool thing, and I was really excited to be to be part of of this. And uh, I was joined by Dennis Punzel, Wisconsin State Journal, uh, talking about his book, uh, The Point Wisconsin Book. Also joined by Kelly Sheffield, the Badger volleyball coach, and Sydney uh, Sid Hilly, Sydney Hilly. I almost said the Sydney Hilliard. She plays basketball for the Badgers. Sydney Hilly, excuse me. Um, also as part of this cap times idea fest. And we kind of looked back at the 2021 season, told some stories about that championship season, asked them what they're doing with their rings, how many times they've watched that. It was really a fun time. Talked to Dennis as well about why he exactly decided to write the book. But like I said, people can hear these full conversations at captimesideafest.com captimesideafest.com. So without further ado, this week's podcast is from the Cap Times Idea Fest with myself, Kelly Sheffield, Sydney Hilly, and Dennis Punzel. Enjoy. To today's Cap Times Idea Fest 2022 and today's presentation, a point Wisconsin, Wisconsin's volleyball champions. I'm John Adias. I'm the radio voice of the volleyball team. I'm joined by national championship winning setter Sydney Hilly from last season's team, head coach Kelly Sheffield and beat writer for the Wisconsin State Journal, Dennis Punzel. Dennis, also the author of a new book about the 2021 champion Badgers that we'll talk about. But welcome, everybody, to the Cap Times Idea Fest. How is everyone today? Good. Good to see you, John. Great morning, John. Yeah, great to be here. Uh, It's it's so fun to have you guys. So uh, I want to talk all about the, the 2021 season today, talk about Dennis's book as well. But I have to ask Kelly and Sid, you received your official championship rings at the banner dropping ceremony and the home opener against Marquette a couple of weeks ago. So where are the rings now and how will you display them? Where will you keep them? Um, how is that going to work? Yeah, right now they're sitting in my ring box in my room. We actually received two rings this last time. We have one that's like a giant national championship ring and then one that's slightly smaller. It's supposed to be more wearable. But it's still pretty huge. But I think I might actually start wearing that around. It's pretty cool. So, so, if you're, so what is the one Kelly's wearing? Kelly, is that the huge one? That's, that's the big one. We've got, okay. We've got two of them there. Let me see here. There we go. So one one that is wearable and one that is uh, probably not going to wear quite as much. <laughs> <laughs> where, uh, where are you going to keep it, Coach? Uh, my rings are uh, – I've got a set – here in the office 
Um, and then I've got one at home. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So what was that ceremony like for you, Sid, to come back to the field house for the first time since, uh, you know, beating Minnesota to advance to the final four, what was it like to be back, see all your teammates and, and get to watch that, that brand new banner that's hanging at the field house that is always going to remembered, be remembered for that 2021 season. Yeah, it was incredible to be back. And I was just sitting in the stands before the game started. And I was like, I haven't done this since high school. Like it's been a long time since I was watching and not being a part of the game. But as soon as I walked on the core and the fans were going nuts, like it felt like I was getting ready to play. I was getting those pregame nerves going, but it was incredible. Just the fans there, like the atmosphere in the field house was amazing. And it will just be a night I will never forget just getting to see everybody. I think that's what I miss the most is being around my my teammates every single day. So it was really good to see everybody. Yeah. Kelly, what was that like for you to be able to watch that and, and to see that banner fall? It was awesome. I mean, it, it, you know, it's it, you're getting pulled in a few different directions because on one hand, you're wanting to celebrate uh, a, a tremendous accomplishment. But the other, you know, you're trying to get ready to play a match. So it's kind of a weird place to, to be, to tell you the truth. But, you know, we try to give ourselves some time to, to, to step, step back and and uh, to let go and, and to enjoy it. It's, um, you know, to, to have, you know, Sid and Grace and uh, Dana and. You know, everybody coming back, it was it was it was really cool. Geo couldn't be there that night, but we we saw her the the, the following night, and it um you know that it it fits well in the field house. I can tell you that. Yeah. So, what is life to, once again to Kelly and Sid? What is life like now after a, a national championship? Is it different going out? Perhaps we go out to eat, coach, or something, or Sid. What what is that like? Have you noticed any changes in in the way that people come up to you? said you want to take that um I mean yeah I mean my dad doesn't take the national championship hat off his head he rewatches the game every single day um for me it's a little bit different because I don't have to get mentally prepared to play another season and try to repeat it and stay in the moment like I can just bask in this national championship for a long time I'm sure it's different for Kelly because he's got his eyes set on another one hmm it said you still have that glow about you. <laughs> I'm sure that smile hasn't come off your face much since then. I, I don't know. It's a, um, you know, John, we're, we're right back at it, you know, and that's, that's kind of the, uh, that's, that's, there's a lot of joy in that is that climb. And, uh, you, you know, it's uh, every year it's, uh, it's, it's fun to bring a group together and, and uh, and hopefully get them to grow and, and max out our potential. And so we're kind of um, we're we're up to our neck in, in that right now and, and and going forward. And but there's so much pride. There's a lot of pride in this program uh, around this around this state and uh, an understanding of the accomplishment that that was because it's you know it's it, you know you got 350 teams that are trying to do the same thing and. Um, you know, up at the top, there's a lot of talent. And so to, to finally to, to be able to, to, to accomplish that is something that um, brings all of us joy. And everybody's path afterwards was different. Like Sid, you got to chill for a while. You played some overseas volleyball as well. Kelly, you had an off season and everything that entails with the coaches off season. And then Dennis, they win the championship. You're busy working, writing a story, but then 
now now they win it and now you have even more work to do because while they're uh you know basking in their championship now you're starting a process of something that you've never done before and that's to write a book about the season yeah and maybe against my better judgment at the time but you know in the end i kind of had this conversation with myself driving home from columbus and i said i think i just witnessed something special something that hasn't happened before and if it happens again it'll never be the same and it was the dramatic fashion that it happened so there's a story to tell here and it's a story that's more than one weekend it's a story of years and years even going back before kelly arrived but focusing basically on that period from kelly's arrival to that night in uh Columbus. And I said, that, that's a story to tell. And I, I guess I'm the one who should do it. <laughs> and I want to ask you a little bit about the process of the book and then also um, about the book itself and, and, and some of those stories that you just talked about, how it kind of focuses on Kelly first. And then it, it goes through the history of volleyball and leads up to the 2021 season. But it was a very special moment. In fact, it was a moment that if Badger fans remember, the team had to celebrate twice. Okay. So let me share my screen right now and let's watch. And, and Kelly and Sid, if you want to, you know, kind of talk over this uh, play and just let us know, you know, what's going on in your head. So that's 14 to 11. Wisconsin's winning in the fifth set and they're ready to win their first ever national championship. But um, there's a challenge by Nebraska's head coach. So as we watch this right now unfold i want to know sid and kelly what's going through your minds right when you think you win and then what's going through your mind when you hear the whistles first of all it's a heck of a rally going on right back and forth this level of play was just really really high you see Dana sliding on the floor there. The wait. So there's a challenge called. Yeah, yeah, I think at this moment I'm like, Dana, did you touch that? I know I didn't. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> and she was adamant that she didn't either. So, both so you guys are having a conversation. I'm sorry, Kelly. Go ahead. And both of them came over and they're saying right now, I, Hey, I didn't touch this. I didn't touch this. And, uh, I think probably everybody's heart rate is going about a uh, thousand miles an hour right now. Um, and both of them were really, really adamant that there was, that there was no touch. Um, and then but we were confident the game was going to be over, but in the huddle, we're talking about worst case scenario, like get ready to play the next point. Um, don't show anything on your face, but I think we ended up like actually having our mouths hang open because we were so shocked that it got overturned. It's a, uh, it looks like right there that Dana touches it, but there's another angle from behind that shows it's, it, that's just the that's just the screen jumping. It's her in her act of blocking. That thing missed over by about two or three inches. Um, but what we were talking about at that time was, hey, you've got to get yourself prepared to continue to play volleyball and mentally prepare yourself to lose this challenge. And so this challenge just keeps on going. And you know, Sid, you have the conversation with 
with Dana. And by the way, if any Badger fans are wondering, no, this did not touch them. There's there's another shot after the fact that we saw from from Bianca for video services at Wisconsin that shows that clearly did not touch their fingers. So then what are you thinking when this happens? Um, well, at first I was like, wow, I can't believe that. But then I was like, all right, let's get back into it. Like another point, we just need one, one at a time, stay in the moment. And I still had a ton of confidence. We weren't panicked or anything. So I think we handled that really well. Coach, did anything go through your mind? Now you're just trying to stay calm right here. You're trying to, you know, I think right about now I'm trying to give them as much time as possible. So I go over and talk to the, to the, um, to the official and um, uh, I'm what I'm asking them to, for the, uh, for a lineup check uh, right now, although we were fine, but I wanted to give them as much time as possible to recollect themselves. So he told me, and then I said, Hey, I can't hear you. Could you repeat that again? <laughs> repeated it again. And uh, then you're just kind of, all right, uh, we should be set. We practice these types of things of being calm in the big moments. But what is amazing about this play is just how good this play is. That serve, that pass, big swing, great dig, great pursuit. Said another great swing by Loberg, another great dig by those uh, by Rodriguez there. And now we're just scrambling. We recycle the ball. Yet another great swing, another unbelievable dig by by Knuckles. And then, boom. And then you guys get to celebrate for real this time. Yeah, we are supposed to dogpile, but I guess that didn't end up happening. <laughs> Take two, there was no dogpile. Yeah. Was, was there talk beforehand like this is uh, we're gonna dogpile or is it just no i mean i think when you imagine the national championship point you just imagine everyone just dogpiling on the ground but it just like didn't happen that way but it wouldn't change it at all <laughs> and you guys are national champions then and have you guys watched that have you kelly or or sid have you gone back and watched the entire match and how many yeah. times um Probably like five. Do you just put it on? Like, when do you put it on? Like, weekend viewing or? or... Yeah, just when I'm bored and I'm like, ah, I want to watch some volleyball. And then why not watch this match? And sometimes you forget what's going to happen. You're like, wow, this is a great match. I wonder what's going to happen. Kelly, have you rewatched this at any point just for, you know, not for the coaching side of you, but just to enjoy it? Well, Dennis and I went back and watched, uh, sat in here as he was starting the book, and we watched every point of both Final Four matches. And I kind of talked through it, and he was, uh, uh, he was, you know, writing all of his stuff down and, and recording it. And then uh, I've got a I've got an eleven year old that's turning twelve this next week that. Uh, has probably had that match on a hundred times. So that, there was a period of time that that's what we were waking up to was her sitting on, on the couch, uh, waking up before anybody else watching, watching both final four matches. So it's been in our house quite a bit. So what were the key moments or moments of that match that maybe the average fan wouldn't recognize because we're more interested as the match goes on and in the, in, in the points and how they accumulate and uh, how you win it. Is there a match that got you there? Or I'm sorry, a moment or a play that got you to where you're able to win that match, Sid or Kelly? Well, I think 
towards the end of the second set, um, Nebraska had a pretty big lead towards towards the end of the set there, and um, Dana just had two huge blocks that I think really turned the match around. I mean, that's the difference between going down 0-2 and being tied 1-1 right there. So I think that was a huge momentum shift and two huge points by Dana. Yeah, her uh, – she absolutely – the player of the year took over at the end of set two and then – took over there in big moments in, in the fifth set as well. And that's what, it's what great players do. They, um, uh, she, you know, the two blocks that was on their all American, maybe the best player on their team and both instances, she made a move to make her think that, that an area was open and then just made these incredibly athletic, powerful moves, uh, to to block and and this second one is even better than the first one it was just a, a perfect example of somebody you know using their their iq their head uh being calm in the moment reading the game and um and then finally execution it was just it was really big and then you know it's a um there there was a another moment a little bit before that where grace loberg had just gotten aced and it's something we talk about quite a bit is you know how do you handle adversity in big moments and they had she just got aced and that took them to to set point to go up 2-0 on us and right after that getting aced she comes back sticks the pass Sid puts up a beautiful set right over the top of the player of the year and Dana back to Grace and Grace put it in a spot on the floor that she couldn't have walked over and put it any better I mean it was just um, that'll, that'll be one of my favorite plays as well. Sydney, what was it like to be playing in that match with, you know, everything that's gotten you to that point, right? So the years of, of trying to win this national championship match, getting to the final four, and then it's, you're the leader, you're on the court, you're directing an offense in front of a record setting crowd to watch a volleyball match in the NCAA championship plus a record-setting television crowd with 1.2 million people, and everything's on the line, and it's your final season. I mean, do do you ever think about that? I mean, obviously, I don't know, maybe not. Did you ever think about just kind of everything in in that moment and what everything was leading up to? I think I definitely thought about it, like, beforehand, like, what this match meant, but then as soon as you step out on the floor, it's just like you got to just imagine that it's another volleyball game. And we've pictured ourselves in that situation millions of times in our head. Every day we're at practice, we're imagining that you're going back to serve. It's 14, 15, you're down in the fifth set. How do you execute? You're putting yourself in a situation like that in your head. So like when you're actually there, it doesn't feel so big and nerve-wracking like I could just sense that our team had so much confidence and they were just ready for the moment and so I was like all right let's just ball out that's it let's not make it any bigger than we have to let's just play volleyball you know John the the, those final four matches you you know the I don't know if people uh, understand of how good Sid was in both of those matches and uh, the how she was setting up the defense as the match went on, and uh, some of the things that w- that she was doing that we'd only there were some plays that she was running and sets that she was was making that we'd only done a handful of times all year long, and here she is 
making these these sets and these decisions in in the biggest matches of her career. And um, it was just it 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 was about as good of a match matches that I've ever seen a setter have in um, in that situation. And like she said, in front of a record crowd, it was it was it, <laughs> unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Now your team had been knocking on the doorstep of a national championship for for a couple of years leading up to this 2019 national championship match there was the spring covid season making it obviously to the national semifinals there's 2013 as well coach but but dennis you write about this in in your point wisconsin book it's called point wisconsin the road to a national title for kelly sheffield and the wisconsin badgers the name of dennis's book but it, it's more than that right dennis like how, how did wisconsin volleyball as a program get to this moment in 2021 yeah, that was you know, when I thought of doing the book. I one way to do the quick way would to recycle my stories from the season mm-hmm. that I told in real time and just kind of rejigger them into uh, something and send them in and hope someone would publish it. But I thought that wouldn't tell the story, and it, it's a program that had been on the cusp a few times had been through a lull before Kelly arrived after getting right to the doorstep um, 20 years ago. And I wanted to tell that story. How do you build a program? How do you install your system, your culture, and take it to the next level and then somehow persevere when you don't get there the first time? And you know, it, it becomes a thing. I remember talking with Lauren Carlini once, and I said, her last year, before her last year, I said, you know, they're going to win a national title someday. You might not be here when that happens, and how will that feel? And, you know, she was determined to be there for that year when they won it, but they didn't. And sometimes that it felt inevitable, and yet it also, once you get there and it never happens, and you get there again, it doesn't happen. Sometimes that can become a roadblock to get over. And when you see how few programs have actually won, I think Wisconsin was the 12th program to win one. And um, with Kentucky winning the year before, were the first two new ones to win since 2005. So it's been a really exclusive club. And when you see how close they had come but not been able to achieve it, you realize – this is not something that just happens on a fluke. And it's also a program that what someone might have said, if they'd won in 2013, there might have been a fluky element to it. You, anytime you win, it's great. But that kind of came out of nowhere. This one, all right, they've established they're amongst the top five programs in the country year after year after year. And almost every year, so, yeah, I could conceive them winning it. And it hadn't happened. But it was that whole story of, we can go into it. I know Kelly would have probably preferred if I hadn't gone into his story quite as much. But I thought that was part of what makes the story interesting. And and he was kind enough to open his doors. And I had a lot of great conversations with people from Albany and uh, Dayton, and that was maybe part of the most enjoyable part for me because that's the part I didn't know other than maybe a, in an outline. Mm-hmm. I knew his 
career path, but I didn't know the details. And it was a lot of fun talking to those people and the loyalty they still feel. Um, when I, I remember after the championship and Kelly was telling me about a couple of the players from his first team in Albany who were in Columbus to watch. And I thought, that's when you've made an impact on somebody where they've moved on in their life. It's 20 years later, and yet they still feel that connection and they wanted to be a part of it. And uh, I talked to one of those players and uh, and somebody else from that a little bit later in uh, Albany. And um, there's, a, there's a lot of things that I found just really interesting in the whole story. Yeah. So a, a big part, part of Dennis's book is uh, the first part I should say is, is kind of that coaching, those coaching stops uh, for, for coach Ke- Kelly Sheffield. You obviously read the book, uh, Kelly, what were your impressions? What'd you think when you, when you started reading the book was kind of about your life and <laughs> kind of like a life story to start. It's a, uh, it, there's parts of it that you'd rather skip over when you're reading about yourself, certainly. But you, I think the one thing that, that comes through really well is uh, Dennis really cares about his work. You know, you, you could, you could feel that, that, that came out. It's uh, you know, when he finished um, I got a text and I was recruiting in Salt Lake city and sorry, Dennis, I'm going to say this, but uh, and uh he said, I just, just turned into my last chapter. So I picked up the phone. I called him. I said, what's, what are you, what are you feeling right now? And he said, well, uh, afterwards I cried, you know, when I finished it, well, the, I had a flight to Columbus and the next day I get to Columbus and he had, he'd sent me it. Mm-hmm. And that night I go into my hotel room and I read the book and I had the same reaction that he did. And then the, the ironic part about it is, you know, reading uh, the book in Columbus about a championship that we won in Columbus uh, a few months, you know, and I'm across the street from the arena um, uh, at, at the hotel. So it was, uh, it, it's cool. It continues to be really cool. I've had so many former players that have read it um, that feel like they, you know, that are really huge Wisconsin fans that, um, um, uh, that, that follow us, you know, we had two Albany players a couple of weeks ago when we were playing at TCU that were there and a player that played for me in Muncie that was also there. And, you know, so many of them, um, they're, it, it, it's, it's one of those things that I, our current player just don't know is how many, people they take along for this ride and it's not just people in madison or people in the state of wisconsin but their outreach is far deeper than that and there's a lot of players that i've coached along the way that that i've heard since winning but also have gone back and and read dennis's book and and that's been fun reliving some of those moments yeah sid have you read the book yet I think I'm on mute. Oh, yes, of course I have. <laughs> yeah. What did what, what, you think of it when you were able to, to finish it? Yeah, there's actually a lot of stuff about Kelly's history that I didn't really know, but I, I love that there was a lot of stories about previous Wisconsin players because they are just such a big part of the program, even though they aren't currently there. And like a lot of the stories of them like build up our culture as it is now. So just having them mentioned because they are such a big part of 
winning this championship. Like without them building the foundation, this wouldn't have happened. So I'm really happy that that could be recognized. But also I think it's incredible, like looking at Kelly's journey, how much he's learned, how much he's put into this goal, um, the years and years that it's taken him to get to this point. It's, it's incredible. Like it just doesn't happen like without all that work. And I just think it's such a dedicated coaching staff with Britt and Gary, all of them having their stories in there as well, um, I think was really important just to have them recognized for their part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that this, this season, this past season and everything that's led up to this season, like you're talking about all the, all the past players as well is allowed these 7,000 fans. I'm, I'm in front of a virtual background of, of the field house of, you know, 7,000 a night to come out and, and, and watch the team now. And Dennis, um, there's a lot, a lot about Badger volleyball fans around town. So what has been the reaction that you've heard from people who have been able to read the book? Well, it was fun. And um, the first book signing, when the, when the book came out and we did something at UW Bookstore and mm-hmm. Sid and, and Dana were kind enough to show up for that. And Kelly... And I know that helped bring 99% of the people. I think my family even came to see them. <laughs> but um, to, to, I walked in about 40 minutes early because I get early. And there were people lining up, and I'm like, really? It felt like at the field house when they line up early. <laughs> and then as the people were arriving later, and I'm hearing that they're out out the door and down the block. And I'm saying, so th- this is something. This is probably a good idea that this happened. Mm-hmm. And it, that made me feel good that it um, struck a chord with this many people. And I knew there was an audience for it. Um, I was hoping a publisher would see that. And I was lucky enough that there was one that was very enthusiastic about doing it. And so... You know, in the, in the matches, the two matches at the field houses, I've had people come up and want their book signed. The woman who sits in front of me turned around and hit, with a book, and she had a a marker to sign it with. And I was just like, "Wow, this is." I'm not used to that. I'm used to being kind of anonymous and kind of floating around unseen. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. You know, Sid, you you mentioned uh, the former players and the culture. So I'm interested to ask Sydney and then Kelly, what is the culture of Wisconsin volleyball? I mean, that's a loaded question. (laughs) It's a lot to answer it, but I don't know. It's something that has just been built year after year of like, you're going in there, you're giving a hundred percent. We're gritty. Like this is just what we do. We bring it, we play without fear, um, that kind of thing. I mean, there's a lot more to it, but just like the stories of, like Demi Morales and Emery Hickey and Courtney Thomas. And you're just, you hear these stories and it's just like, you want to like honor those people by having that culture stay through all the way. And I'm sure that the culture is still like staying that way, even though me and Dana and Barnes and Gio and Grace, all of us are gone. So it's just, it's cool to see how it evolves year after year, but still kind of like stays the same. What is that culture, Kelly? It's a, um, you know, I think at the center of it, it's, it's, it's love. It's, it's love and passion for what they do uh, for the game of volleyball. 
for for working to to get better. You know, I I had this image of um, you know when I, I think it was when COVID hit and the season was was a um, uh, was delayed and everybody went back home and then came back and we had a um, uh, this the uh, we had a big snow that that was coming in and i go into the field house and it's late at night and sid is in there it's uh it nobody else was in there and it's her first thought isn't to get back with with other people or anything it was to get back in the gym you said you know what i'm talking about uh, it, was that around COVID or was that a different season? No, I, I think that was a different season. I think I had come back like right after Christmas break or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that might, would have been maybe the year before that maybe? or 2019. Yeah, it's, um, you know, yeah, because I, I remember thinking that everybody else is probably getting together and, and wanting to meet. And she, her, her place was the field house. You know, she wanted to get in there. She wanted to get some uh, she wanted to work on some things. Um, you know, it's, uh, I think, uh, people that, uh, I think the culture of people that dream big, that love playing the game, they love working towards big and doing hard things together. Uh, and then, and then working towards a common goal, uh, you know, and it, that it's, it's not about themselves. It's about, you know, doing hard things with other people. It's, uh, you know, Sid is Sid is the epitome of that. It was it was never about her. Mm-hmm. Now, it, during that answer, you you had, you talked you, you mentioned briefly the COVID season. It got me thinking about this because your teams made it. Your team made it to the Final Four during that spring COVID season before losing uh, to Texas. But what was that like as a player, Sid? As a coach, Kelly? What was that COVID season like? Because also, when you think about that season too, without you know, without that season, we don't get that extra year of eligibility. And without that extra year of eligibility, Sid and Dana and Lauren and Grace and Georgia, they don't, they don't, they aren't able to compete in 2021. So what was that all like? And then just being able to make that decision to come back and have that championship season. We'll start with Sid. Yeah. I mean, that was a crazy year, a ton of adversity. So um, we got to really work on our mental toughness and how we handle adversity. We'll be prepping for a game and all of a sudden, all right, it's canceled on to the next one. Or um, all of a sudden when half the team tests positive for COVID, it's like, all right, on to the next one, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, it was, it was crazy though. I think one of the hardest things was not being able to bond with a lot of the girls, especially the ones who had just come in, like the freshmen, um, we are pretty much contained to your, you're hanging out with people you live with. So I had like three people that I was like allowed to hang out with basically. And so the bonding part was pretty tough. I mean, we try to do stuff like online, like on zoom calls and do virtual stuff like that, but that it's, it's not the same as like being able to bond with everybody in person and see their faces without masks on and stuff like that. So that was definitely tough. But I do think that all that adversity and mental toughness like really pushed us to be better and to get to where we were the next year after that. It's uh, there was so much uncertainty early on, if we remember, you know, and I think, first of all, you're just you're trying to do everything, make decisions to keep people safe. 
you know, and uh, and then it became uh, uh, in addition to that. All right, let's keep people safe, but also give ourselves the best chance possible to to play as many matches as we can. And I think that was a really big concern of of, of the older players is losing a year of eligibility and having the season canceled. So that there was a lot of stress, I think, that um, that people were having to manage. And uh, I thought they did a, a great job with that. And then you have things, you know, it's always constantly in your face because we were we were testing every single day. And uh, there were, I think, three or four days a week that we're testing twice a day. And so you just it feels like you're constantly, you know, testing, waiting on results, testing and waiting on results. And that's uh, those were the days, you know, and and uh, you're just you're hoping that you're you're not losing anybody in that. So you're carrying an awful lot and trying to have plan B and plan C and plan D with practices and with lineups and. And uh, and you feel a heavy responsibility, all of us did, of, of this group that to give them the best chance possible. Uh, what they were able to accomplish and get back to a final four after missing pretty much a month uh, of the season is is really quite an accomplishment. It's something that we celebrate quite a bit. It's not to be taken lightly or as a failure or we fell short. Uh, man, it's that was such a and it, it, so much accomplishment. And then when we got to Omaha for the first time all year, the team just, they were able to take off their masks and hang out together. Cause we had, you know, we were in a kind of an enclosed environment. We weren't seeing or interacting with anybody outside of our little bubble. And we'd done so much testing leading up to it that we felt like we were in a safe place and just seeing how much joy there was of just being around one another. That was, uh, that was a special time. How long did it take you Sid, to, make up your mind whether or not you wanted to use your extra year of eligibility. What was that like for you? Oh, I knew right away that that I was going to come back. I wasn't going to turn that down. It was the best of both worlds for me to get another shot at winning a national championship and also get another year of school. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I would never change that for the world, obviously. I mean, what a good ending to my career. Couldn't have wrote it any better than it ended up. I'm just really thankful that, um, a lot of the other seniors had the same idea to come back because um, they were such a big part of this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now into 2022, Coach Sheffield and your your team is about ready to wrap up the non-conference season coming up. You've got a match against Florida. That's coming up at the Cole Center, which is kind of unique on Friday. Friday night at 7.30 is the match time, and you guys are trying to do something pretty special um, against Florida. Yeah, we're playing the match in the Cole Center. It's a uh, we are hoping to set an all all time regular season attendance record and fill the coal center, get about 17,000 fans in there. Uh, we we have the overall attendance record, as you mentioned earlier in this uh, with uh, with our finals crowd. And, uh, you know, I think uh, about four years ago, Nebraska and Creighton set set a uh, an attendance record. Uh, I think it was about 14,000 or, or so. And then a week ago, they beat that and got to about 15. And, and uh, you know, so that's something that we're shooting for. I think it's just it's, – it's, it's, uh, it's good for our sport to continue to raise the bar. And I think it's good for – our fans want to be a part of special things. And I know our team does. I know our players are really excited about, 
you know, not just playing in that match, but having another opportunity to beat an elite team or competing with an elite team as we close out the non-conference, uh, we got to continue to grow. We, you know, this is a young team, and and um, you know, when you're playing some of the best teams around, you get an opportunity to learn about yourself. So we're we're fired up for multiple reasons about this Friday. Yeah, fifteen thousand seven hundred ninety-seven is what Nebraska and Creighton. That's the record they got uh, last Wednesday. Uh, at the CHI Health Center in Omaha. So that's the number you're trying to beat, 15,797. But Dennis, um, I mean, you're you're able to interact with fans through your book and through your work uh, at the Wisconsin State Journal. Uh, they're going to try to beat that record. I think they can do it. But how big of a thirst is there for Wisconsin volleyball right now from your readers? Uh, you certainly see it. And I hear it from my bosses. I don't get to see the numbers but every time i have a conversation they tell me every story gets uh clicks that's what matters now and most of them or during earlier they were telling me they get more than football does and that's pretty amazing when you think about it um that maybe have changed now that football season has started too but um you're right there it 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 has an interest that's uh as intense Maybe not quite as broad, but it's an intense following as much as football and men's basketball has. And that's a pretty amazing process. Mm -hmm. And as we wrap things up here, Dennis, um, just kind of your thoughts once again on, on writing the book for the 2021 season. What's to come in 2022? And will you ever write another book? Could you could can somebody convince you to do another one of these someday? No, no. no. <laughs> one and done. Um, okay. you know, and it's one of the things that just watching the, the, uh, video that you played it earlier today, that was the first chapter in the book was championship point and going through all of the things that led up to it, including the, the false alarm point. And then the last chapter I, I was a breakdown of the Nebraska match from the, the first couple days that I went over with Kelly and we, we sat through those. And as I'm starting to write that, it's dawning on me, like, how am I going to finish that when, when I've already told the finish at the very start? I, I was puzzling that even as I'm writing about the first set. And I wasn't sure where I was going to go, but I'm just I'll just keep typing. And I had it on the screen, I had it on my TV, which is just to my left here. And so I'm, I'm seeing the points as I'm writing about it and kind of reminding myself because volleyball things happen so fast and 10 seconds later, I can't remember what happened. <laughs> um, <Yep. laughs> yeah. And then finally, uh, during a break, I'm just taking a walk around and the last two lines hit me. And I said, that was the best part of the book. I knew how I was going to end. Sid got in both the start and the end of the book. And it was the highlight of the whole thing. That's that's the thing that, uh, yeah, it was very emotional. Yeah. So that book, once again, for Dennis, if anybody wants to check it out, Point Wisconsin, The Road to a National Title for Kelly Sheffield and the Wisconsin Badgers. You can go pick that up at your local bookstore. You can find it online as well. Sid, what is next for you? I know you played overseas um, for a couple of different teams, if I'm not mistaken. Um, plus, you've got your degree in applied biomechanics. Bio, 
biomechanics. Did biotechnology. I say that? What is it? Biotechnology. Biotechnology. See, I don't even, I don't even know. What is that? What are you doing with that? <laughs> okay. So basically I played overseas in Turkey for a little bit. And then the summer in Puerto Rico, um, just finished up my master's in applied biotechnology um, around mid-August. And so I'm still looking at pursuing maybe Athletes Unlimited um, professionally, um, which is in the United States, which is a pretty cool league. And then also finally using my degree and start applying for jobs, becoming a real adult now. So <laughs> that's always fun. <laughs> All right. It does sound like a blast. Kelly, you're busy with uh, the 2022 season right now. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we're, uh, you know, we're just trying to get better. It's uh, that's the, that's, that's the fun part of it. I really enjoy being in the gym with this group. We've, we've got three weeks under our belt. I think each week we've been a little bit better than the previous week. I think, uh, I think fans are really going to enjoy watching this group, uh, you know, uh, grow and, and mesh together. It's, it's, it, they're, they're passionate. They're trying to do the, the right things. So we've got new leaders in there that are, that, that talk quite frequently of, of, of the group that they, that they watched lead and said clearly being one of those as a four-year captain and, and um, you know, they're trying to make their own mark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Final, I guess one more final question. What are you going to remember most about 2021? We'll go around the, around the, the table here. We'll start with you, Sid. What are you going to remember most uh, in that championship season? I mean, I think just the end of it, the national championship, like point itself, like the celebration after I still go back to sometimes just because I look at all my teammates faces, all the coaches faces and just being able to see their joy and like their happiness was just like the best part, like of making other people's dreams come true. It's, it's a really special thing. Dennis, what are you going to remember the most about 2021? I'm going to go right there too. And knowing that you get a chance to document history mm -hmm. and people, something that will stay with people. And that night uh, it went late and the celebration postponed the post-match press conferences in like an hour. Mm -hmm. And so I'm writing the story without any quotes. And I think, and I, I had sent that in, I thought that was it. And then I could do something for online and, and insert the quotes and I did that, and it sent it like 12.30. It was after midnight central time. And then I found out, no, they had held the, the presses until that story got in. I said, okay, so this was important because yeah. the deadlines have gotten earlier and earlier. So this was a couple hours they held it so that it would be in the paper the next day with a complete story. So that's... A, you're witnessing something special. You were there. You had to make a call that you want that lives up to the moment. You had to, got to do it twice. But, you know, we're, we're part of recording history for people, and, and I don't take that lightly. Kelly, what are you going to remember most about the 2021 season? You know, about a year before, all the seniors um, wanted to meet with me. We were meeting in a park, and they, they said, hey uh, – they were they were thinking about sitting out the season because they didn't want to get into the COVID year, have it get canceled, and then their career is being done. That's how important um, getting a full season was to this group. And 
for all of them, this so many of them to choose to come back and play an extra year, I think is what is is something we should be celebrating as is you know with collegiate sports um, mm-hmm. that their experience is, is such that they want to continue it and then to put so many things on hold, their lives on hold to continue this pursuit together to win in the fashion that they did and to see them celebrating on the court and in the locker room and afterwards uh, and to see the entire state of Wisconsin embracing this is um, it, it, it just doesn't get any richer than that for me. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone here for taking time. And thanks to all those who are able to watch as well. Today's Cap Times Idea Fest and the presentation on the 2021 Wisconsin Volleyball Championship team. Thanks. All right. That was from Cap Times Idea Fest. You can go to captimesideafest.com and go watch other presentations. Thank you so much to the Capital Times for putting this on. And I was uh, honored to be able to talk to Kelly, Sid, and Dennis. Reminder, me and Julio is a sponsor of this podcast. They've got football game day specials that you should be checking out every single Sunday. Plus, me and Julio has weekend breakfast on Sundays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Daily specials Sunday through Thursday as well, including classic margaritas two times a week for five bucks. Wednesdays, it's five bucks for hard seltzer. Monday, Moscow Mules for five bucks. And Sunday, craft pints for only five dollars. Me and Julio just off of Fish Hatchery Road in Fitchburg. Also brought to you by Ian's Pizza. They're hiring delivery dryer drivers, a guaranteed $20 per hour. Me and Julio, they've always got the I'm sorry, Ian's Pizza. They have always got the great pizza slices, Ian's Pizza. And you can uh, check out Ian's Pizza online and you can go to the three locations in Madison or the three locations in Milwaukee. They've also Got a location in Seattle and in Denver. Ian's Pizza. JohnCastPodcast.com. That's a website. You can go there. You got all the episodes there. I've got my blog there. Haven't updated that for a while. Working on my next promotion. You can go check out uh, things I have there. We've got the t-shirts if you want to buy some of those Scani t-shirts. They're still available up there if you'd like to purchase those as well. It really helps the podcast. You know what else helps the podcast? Rate and review. Rate and review on Spotify and Apple, wherever you're at. Just you know, hit the stars. That really, really helps this podcast a ton if the, if that's all you can do is just take 10 seconds to go i'll give you five stars that would be the best It'd be the best thank you very much for doing that uh, and thank you for listening to another edition of the john cast podcast goodbye